Coming up... The root of covenant is unconditional love. The glue to the family is covenant, and the root to covenant of our covenant is unconditional love. Without it, families fall apart. Without unconditional love, families fall apart. I think by now, y'all have experienced it. And everybody in this room has experienced it in some way, shape, or form. The falling apart of family. And we can trace it back. I'm sure you can. To where unconditional love was lacking. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. God's love is everlasting and complete. And guess what? It's available to you. No matter what happens in life, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, nothing can separate you from His love. Join us for the message series, Inseparable Love, where Pastor Rob explains the many characteristics of God's love. Here's part one of the message, God's familial love. So I want to draw your attention to the eighth chapter of Romans. I'm going to read verses 28 through 39, and I'll be reading from the Christian Standard Bible. Hopefully you have an outline of something to write with. The text reads, We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he also justified, and those he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an, an accusation against God, against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been, has been raised, and he also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us, for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, height or depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Again, this is this series, the second message in a series entitled Inseparable Love. And today's subtopic is God's familial love. God's familial love. God's family love. 
God's love pertaining to family. On your outline, write this down. The concept of family originated in God. The concept of family originated in God. I didn't say by God. I didn't say through God. I intentionally said in, in God. Because, number one, the Godhead is a family. The Godhead is a family. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is a family. They, they were before we were created. John, Genesis 1.26 says, then God said, let us, I'm going to pause right there for a minute, let us, <laughs> he said, let us, he was speaking of, referencing the Godhead, he said, let us make human beings in our, our image to be like us. So the Godhead is a family, and they were before. They decided to make human beings. So the concept of family originated in God. Not just by God or through God, but it was in God. And God wanted to expand his family. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. God wanted to expand his family by making you and I human beings. He wanted to expand it. Ain't you glad <laughs> that God said, I want a bigger family? <laughs> Amen. 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 Uh, just to help you relate to that a little bit, I remember um, when my little brother, when my mother was pregnant with my little brother, my little brother's 11 years older, younger than me, and uh, I was so excited. Oh, I was so excited. I was, I was excited. I was so excited when he was, you know, coming, and then when he came and got here, whoo, I was excited. I was excited. The family had just got bigger. I had a little brother. I was excited. I remember my mama. My mama used to cry. My mama said, let him cry. I said, no. <laughs> I ain't letting him cry. <laughs> Just let him cry. He's going to be all right. No. I ain't letting him cry. You know, go over and tend to him, you know, try to make him not cry. I was excited. It's my little bro. You know, excited. I remember the first time he walked. He walked. Excited. I'm 11 years old. Well, I'm 12, probably around 12, getting on close to 12, going on 12, because he started walking probably around 10 months or something. And, you know, and so excited, just excited. The family has expanded. And then he said my name you know, or something like it, you know, <laughs> not quite the name, but it was close enough. You know? And then I was even more excited, expanded family. 
<laughs> I'm just wondering, I'm wondering how God might feel when we say, Father, <laughs> when we call his name, we say, Abba, Father, God. I wonder how God feels when we call on him, we look to him, and we lift our hands to him. <laughs> you know, we lift our arms beckoning him to grab us and hug us and embrace us. I just wonder how God feels. Remember, this is the same God who said, let us make them in our image. So God wants us to raise our hands. He wants us to raise our hands. And it's a shame that sometimes we, we seem like, I guess we're ashamed of raising our hands. Praise and worship going on, and you know, some, you know, somebody just get their hand right here, you know, you know, you know, get it right here, leave it up there for about five seconds. I feel like I got to bring it down. You know, I'm just saying it, it'd be wonderful if you just, just, just hold it up, just put it up, put it, up, put it up high as you can, and and, and when it start getting heavy, just leave it there a little longer. You ain't going to die. It won't kill you to leave your hand there a little longer. It won't. Trust me, I tried it. <laughs> Just father. Father. After all, he loved us the way he loves us. And he wanted you to be here. He expected you to come here. So God wanted to expand his family in human beings, and he made us in his image. Uh, it, it didn't, he didn't make a monkey to be in his family. He didn't make the giraffe to be in his family. He, he didn't make the beautiful, beautiful butterfly to be in his family. He, he, he didn't make all of that to be in. He didn't make the trees to be in, the fish, the, the cows to be in his family. But he made you to be in his family. That ought to make us feel special that God wanted me in his family. The creator of all things wanted me to be in his family. Number two, write this down. The glue to the family is a covenant. The glue to the family is a covenant. Now, a covenant is greater than a than commitment. We, we got to understand that. A covenant is greater than commitment. See, commitment says, essentially commitment says, I intend to. Okay? That, that, that has to be <laughs> what commitment says. Y'all got to, it, it, it just, it simply must say, I intend to. It, it can't say more than that. I mean, because many folks have thought it said more than that, uh, standing at the altar with their um, spouse-to-be, and using that as an example, and said, I, yeah, I do. And according to statistics, about half of the folk who do that, it doesn't last. So when I say, so essentially it must mean I intend to. <laughs> right? I intend to. Um, 
But, co- but covenant, and it's important we understand this distinction. Covenant says, I will. No, no, not, not I intend to. I will. I will. So the glue to family, and we're talking about God's familial love, is covenant. And look what the text says, Genesis 6, 18. By the way, this is the first time in Scripture that covenant is mentioned in this verse. It says, God says, but I will establish my covenant with you. He's talking to Noah. Y'all hear what God says? Uh, God says, I will establish my covenant with you. God didn't say I intend to. He said, I will. All right. So aren't you glad that God at least said, I will? I don't know about y'all, but I told God, and I, may, I, I didn't say it verbally, but essentially I communicated it. God, I intend to. <laughs> you know, God, I, I, yeah, I intend. Go, I intend, you know, to not cuss no more. You know, God, I intend not to lie no more. God, I, I, I intend to do what you say. I, I really do, God. I really intend to. And I'm so glad. While I was saying I intend to, God was saying no, but I will. See, see, because family uh, is it, the glue to it is covenant, and if it is 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 covenant, and if I'm not holding the covenant, and if God didn't, then me and God, would, our family would have been broken up a long time ago. Y'all, y'all get what I'm saying? So you, we ought to be glad that God, at least, because somebody is thinking covenant, <laughs> while we're thinking intend to. God has said no, but I will, <laughs> and His. Covenant is what kept us together. Not anything I've done. It was his covenant that kept me in his family. Because God has a familial love. And he says, he says, I will. Notice what happened here in this text. Genesis 6, 18. God says, but I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark. Y'all, 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 get this now. Get this, get this, get this. God told Noah, I will and you will. Walk with me now. This is big. This is big. This is huge. He, he didn't give Noah a choice. <laughs> y'all get this? Noah didn't have a choice not to build an ark. He didn't. He didn't have a choice. I know it sounds counterintuitive a little bit, but just say, for instance, Noah decided I ain't going to build it. What would have happened, y'all? The whole human race would have been gone. Y'all get this? Gone. Matter of fact, all of it, all the birds, all the animals, gone. Remember, God made a covenant Way before Noah. 
Though the word covenant doesn't show up, the concept does, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. So God said to Noah, you will, because God was going to keep his covenant that he made with human beings. It was a covenantal. His familial love was a covenantal love. And in order to, to make sure human beings stay part of his family, Noah had to <laughs> build that ark and take with him, as the text says, you will enter the ark. You and your sons and your wife and your son's wives with you. God says, no, the eight of y'all, <laughs> you going into this ark because I'm going to keep my covenant with human beings. Y'all get this? Okay, God, God said, no, it ain't, there's, there, you, you, you ain't got no choice. Noah was already a righteous man. The scripture tells us that. But understand God's commitment to his covenant. Because it wasn't an I intend to. When he said, let us make man in our own image and our likeness, and he went into this idea of extending his family, he said, no, we're going to have an extended family. We're going to have it. I'm going to ensure that it happens even though they're a little flaky. <laughs> well, a lot of flaky, y'all. Y'all know, know we a lot of flaky. We a lot of flaky. We a lot. Cornflakes ain't got nothing on us. Y'all get we, 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 we flaky. Snow, snow ain't got nothing on us. We, we, we just flaky. I'm glad God is not that way. And so God was serious about his commitment to the to his to the family, he wanted to keep it going. Okay. Look what Jesus said in John sixteen thirty two. It says he says a time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered each to your own home. He's talking to his disciples. You will leave me all alone. I told y'all we was flaky. <laughs> now. Don't think if you was in Jesus' time, I wouldn't, you, you know, some of y'all might be saying I wouldn't have flaked out on Jesus. So, yeah, some of y'all, y'all might be feeling yourselves a little bit. You said, if, if I had seen all that dead get up and walk and, and come out the grave, and if I had seen all that, some of y'all be saying, what, what was wrong with them? I, said, I would have never done that. Oh, 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 I think you need to look in the mirror again. You, you ain't you ain't that good. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. No, I don't care what nobody tell you. I don't care what your grandma tell you. I don't care what nobody, you know, you ain't, you know, you would have, you, you, you might not even last it as long as they did. <laughs> okay. Just, just be honest about it. Right. And, and so, so Jesus tells them uh, that y'all about to leave me. After all I did for y'all. Y'all going to leave me after three years of us hanging out, you know, and me and me um, um, blowing your mind with wisdom, and touching your soul, giving you experiences you never imagined. You're going to leave me. Jesus told him, nah, you're going to leave me. But look what he goes on and says. He says, you will leave me alone, yet I am not alone. For my father is with me. 
You see, Jesus is, Jesus is saying, y'all are flaky, but not my father. He's not flaky. He has a covenantal love for me. So now, on the heels of that, now, now hopefully this will give you a little more insight into what Jesus said, one of the seven last words he said on the cross. When you think about God's covenantal love, it's familial love that was in him. And then look what Jesus says on the cross, Matthew 27, 46. He says, it says, about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Wow. Y'all tracking here? God's coming into love. Okay. Now Jesus says, my father ain't left me. Y'all left me. God ain't left me. Now Jesus is saying, God, you left me. Why? For the first time, for the first time, God is from his humanity side. He's saying, you left me. That must have really rocked this world. You left me, he says. You see, Jesus was 100% God and 100% man at the same time. We got to understand this. And his deity as God didn't enhance his humanity, and his humanity as man didn't diminish his deity. So Jesus' humanity was saying, Father, my God, why have you left me? Why have you left me? But what was happening here was that God was living out his covenant. While Jesus was saying those words, God was saying, my covenant is in action. Because that's the kind of love he has. And the significance of it, as you guys know, that if he didn't, if this didn't happen, the cross then you and I would not be in God's family. In fact, none of humanity would be in God's family. Y'all get this? God made a covenant with humanity when he said, let us make man. He made a covenant with Noah which was making a covenant with humanity because they were the only ones that was going to be left. (laughs) Those eight souls, that's all that was going to be left of humanity. And he did not want it to end that way in his covenant. 
So when Jesus was on the cross suffering for you and I, he was dying for the all of humanity, which was an exercising or manifestation of God's covenant he made with human beings. Because if this didn't happen, none of us, in fact, no human being, would be in God's family if it didn't happen. So it really was an exercising or a manifestation of God's covenantal love, familial love. And then, as we know what happened on the third day, the one that said, why have you forsaken me, got up. <laughs> and God's covenant was in effect once again. God raised him from the dead. God's covenant was in effect. Number three, write this down. The root of covenant is unconditional love. The root of covenant is unconditional love. The glue to the family is covenant, and the root to covenant of, or of covenant is unconditional love. Without it, families fall apart. Without unconditional love, families fall apart. I think by now, y'all have experienced it. And everybody in this room has experienced it in some way, shape, or form. The falling apart of family. And we can trace it back. I'm sure you can. To where unconditional love was lacking. Somebody got offended at some point, and it wasn't covered with unconditional love, which means it was conditional love. And we all are jacked up when we're just living on conditional love because we all break the conditions. Every single one of us mess up the conditions, <laughs> okay? <laughs> right? We jack it up. We jack it up. I had to tell Fred, I'm sorry today. You know, I told Fred, I said, Fred, man, I'm sorry, man, I, you know, because <laughs> I jacked it up, <laughs> you know. I told him, Fred, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> See, and so Fred says, all right, brother, you know, because unconditional love, right, Fred? Right. <laughs> yeah. Unconditional. So here's the thing. Without unconditional love, y'all. If, if we're not going to live out unconditional love, we might have just walk out of here right now and don't see each other ever again. I mean, really, literally. I mean, really, because what it, what, what it takes to keep it together is unconditional love. None of us do everything right all the time. Nobody. Now, we're going to offend each other. But what keeps it together is unconditional love. And, and God is not, y'all hear me clearly, God is not going to let his family fall apart. He ain't going to do it. Y'all, do you understand? He ain't going to do it. He's not going to let his family fall apart. It's, it, it is all out, all through scripture. It talks about the remnant of Israel. It, it, it talks about, uh, I can't deny myself, the scripture, God says in scripture. It's all over scripture. God will not let his family fall apart. Aren't you glad about it?
You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. God says, I'm doing these things for those who love me back and who are called to the my purpose, not your purpose, mine. And so we spend our lives trying to fulfill our own ideals and desires. I, I don't want that, but I don't want that. I don't deserve that. I, this is not, this is not, I, I, and God is saying, what about me? I'm your provider. And so we know these things because God's inseparable love gives us purpose. Thank you for listening.